Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 138 I give thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down at your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Numbers chapter 20, verses 22 through 29. They set out from Kadesh, and the Israelites, the whole congregation, came to Mount Hor. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron at Mount Hor on the borders of the land of Edom, Let Aaron be gathered to his people, for he shall not enter the land that I have given to the Israelites, because he rebelled against my command at the waters of Meribah. Take Aaron and his son Eleazar and bring them up to Mount Hor. Strip Aaron of his vestments and put them on his son Eleazar. But Aaron shall be gathered to his people and shall die there. Moses did as the Lord had commanded. They went up to Mount Hor in the sight of the whole congregation. Moses stripped Aaron of his vestments and put them on his son Eleazar, and Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. When all the congregation saw that Aaron had died, all the house of Israel mourned for Aaron thirty days. Acts chapter 9, verses 19 through 25. And after some taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and said, Is this not the man who made havoc in Jerusalem among those who invoked his name? And has he not come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief of of the chief priests. Saul became increasingly more powerful and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Messiah. After some time had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night so that they might kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. today's reading, we hear of uh, Aaron's death. Um, Aaron is Moses' brother, um, and Miriam is uh, his sister. 
And Aaron and Miriam both lived with the Israelites while Moses was brought up in the court of Pharaoh uh, to be made a prince. And Moses' ethnicity is a sticking point. Um, it creates a pivot in his life when he, he sees the treatment of the Israelites uh, by Egypt and knows um, or has just learned that he's an Israelite, in fact. And so um, there's this scuffle and he ends up murdering uh, an Egyptian taskmaster, or slave master. And two uh, Israelites are looking on who kind of know his story and they speak rather condescendingly of him. Um, and it creates this point where his story totally turns and he goes off and lives in the desert with a shepherd. He finds a wife and then he has to be convinced to come back anyway. When the Bible speaks of death, sometimes it can serve as uh, a threat or a punishment or a judgment. Um, but I think it's important to remember that death is, um, particularly in after, uh, during and after the Christian era, I should say, Jesus did something to death um, that alters death's function in the span of a human soul. What I mean by that is that death is no longer the worst thing that can happen, if it ever was. I don't think it ever was, but let's just pretend it was. Um, and as we read these texts backward as Christians, this Hebrew Bible as Christians, um, it's tempting to look at this small passage as some kind of you know, punishment. You don't even mention something that Aaron has done wrong. He... He doesn't um, follow God's commandment at the waters of Meribah. Um, and so he can't see the land that they will inherit. And this is a story for Moses as well. Uh, they doubt, um, and so they can't receive some re this reward, this thing that's been promised to them for 40 years. Um, and it, it talks kind of matter-of-factly, and this may just be the author's intent, it may just be the writing style, um, but it seemed really bad, like you're going to die and you're going to be stripped of your vestments, not, you know, take them off and give them to his son, Eleazar. Um, and so it, it, it's kind of weird. It, it, if you think about it, it seems kind of tragic, even though it reads rather, monot you know, as almost like a monotone. Um, but then at the end, they, f they find that Aaron has died at the top of the mountain and they mourn for him for 30 days. And that's also kind of matter-of-factly. It, ha it almost has this kind of like this Solomonic uh, sense of Ecclesiastes where it's like there's a time for living and a time for dying, time for war, time for peace. Um, and it's kind of monotone, but it's important to remember that death is not necessarily a punishment and, and there's a difference between punishment and consequence. Um, that I, I won't argue in depth here, but um, I think it's, it's also legitimate to read it as, look, this is what's got to happen for the whole congregation to continue to fulfill what it is I have in store for them. You, you just can't go with them because, because of your doubt, because of disobedience. It doesn't get into the why. And it doesn't, you know, it's not like in some of the Psalms where it's very clear that God is angry. Um, and that doesn't seem to be this place that sometimes our mistakes aren't necessarily, I don't know, punishable, but there are consequences. You know, if you touch the stove, 
you'll burn your hand. Burning your hand isn't a punishment. Burning your hand is a consequence. If your parents say, well, you're going to wear gloves for 30 days or something, like that, that's a punishment. <laughs> um, but there's, there may be ways to read some of these difficult passages, um, not necessarily as totally emotionless, but a certain mechanical, um, you know, this has happened. And so, that, you know, this, this also has to happen um, in order for God's people to continue to move forward. Collect for the fifth week after Epiphany. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.